Hello, and welcome to Mind of Micah. Today on the program, it's the return of Micah's Read of the Week, the untold story of Mike Leach's lost OU play script that fooled Texas. In part one, uh, I offered some reflections on Leach as a coach, as a man, and the legacy that he leaves behind after his untimely death at 61 years old. Um, Sad. Anyway, uh, I will read from the piece we started last last time, but I will restart because there's just a couple paragraphs. Uh, And before we restart it, a note. Get stocked up now for holiday time with your family. It can be stressful. And dry January, which we will be doing again. Uh, The Royal We, I will be doing again. And the best place to do it is at earlybirdcbd.com. Go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use promo code ALGO. Save 20% off your order. Stock up now. Be ready to be around your in-laws. And, most importantly, uh, be ready for dry January. Let's go. Promo code ALGO at earlybirdcbd.com. You can thank me later. All right, the untold story of Mike Leach's lost OU play script that fooled Texas. Few rivalries in sport fuel as much hostility and pressure to win like college football's annual Red River showdown between Texas and Oklahoma. As we mentioned, during pregame warm-ups of that year's Red River showdown in 1999, an underhanded script outlining OU's opening offensive plays was spotted on the field by one of Texas' student assistants who scooped it up and took it to Longhorn defensive coordinator Carl Reese. We were trying to figure out if it was authentic, Reese said. We were in a state of, can you believe this? They shouldn't have. It was fake. Part of a plot hatched by Leach, the Sooners' offensive coordinator, and consulted by the Longhorns, who quickly fell behind 17-0 before realizing they'd been duped. That does sound like Mike, says former UT coach Mac Brown, unaware of the script at the time. I do know this. Offensive coordinators are so careful with those scripts they wouldn't be losing them. Those things are valuable. Only Mike would think to lay one out there as a decoy. In his 2011 book, Swing Your Sword, Leach briefly mentioned the lark, but he never knew for sure how seriously the Longhorns had taken it, how often they referred to it, or how effective it had actually been. Leach was elated to learn recently that they had fallen for it so hard. These things evolve and become somewhat legendary, Leach said. Leading up to the game, Leach didn't tell OU coach Bob Stoops he was planning it, and Reese didn't inform Brown that he had it. (coughs) As a result, few people on either side knew of the stories, knew of the decoy script's existence. And yet, it nearly propelled the underdog Sooners with Stoops in his first year and OU coming off a 5-6 and season to a victory. That game might have been the most bizarre experience I ever had as a college football player, said Ahmad Brooks, a starting defensive back for the Longhorns. I can tell you how wrong we were in the first three or four minutes with every play call we had. I had never seen anything like it. It was complete pandemonium and complete confusion. Reese finally trashed the script, and Texas settled back into its game plan to rally and roll 38-28. But not before Leach unleashed pandemonium upon the Longhorns for a quarter. It was a decent effort, Leach said. 
but it would be more legendary if we had won the sucker. A decent effort fit for such a heated rivalry. Yeah, it was kind of shady, said former OU tight end Trent Smith, whom Leach drafted to accidentally drop the sheet in front of the Texas coaches. But it's Texas OU. There are no rules, or as Trent Smith called it, OU Texas. It's a force of habit for me. On the Wednesday night of game week, Leach was with OU offensive assistant Cale Gundy when the two began laughing about how funny it would be to create a decoy script for the Longhorns. You start out kind of joking about it, Leach said, and then it's like, ah, all right, screw it. Why not? Let's do it. Then he had to think of stuff to put on it. Leach didn't want to just mess with Texas. He wanted to use the ploy to gain an edge. So he took actual plays he'd been planning to call and began doctoring them up potential companions alongside them. In other words, with the fake play call, we wanted to complement it. We would run something that would hopefully attack the space we created by what they thought the play was going to be. For the decoy script, Leach began inputting plays the Sooners didn't even have in their system, and he invented the terminology for them as he went along, balancing the line between too complex to understand and too simple to be believable. It had to look like our terminology, Leach continued. But Z25 Jet, they may not know what the hell that means, you know. But you didn't want to get busted either, so it had to sound football-ish. When he'd finished his masterpiece, Leach put Gundy's name at the top of it, as if it were Gundy's copy of an OU offensive play script. Then he had it laminated to make it look official. That's Mike, Gundy said. It was funny. Outside of Gundy, Leach kept the rest of the staff in in the dark, including Stoops, who was preparing for his first ever Red River showdown. I figured Bob had enough problems, and we just let Bob go ahead and deal with some Bob stuff, Leach said. It was really me and Kale. You couldn't tell too much, because if you did, it would get out of the bag, or you'd have too many guys looking suspicious. Next, Leach had to figure out how to lure Texas into taking the bait. During the 99 season, Leach Smith and fullback Seth Luttrell had a little, tra- had a little tradition during warm-ups. Back then, Coach Leach and me and Seth all dipped Copenhagen snuff, Smith recalled. I would always carry the can out on the field pregame, so I remember Leach calling me over and asking for the can. We were all dip- going to take a dip together, and he was like, all right, here's the deal, guys. Explain this to me and Seth. I just remember how excited he was about it. I got the feeling this was a total rogue thing he was doing on his own. But he was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be hilarious. This is going to be epic. As Leach carried on, Luttrell and Smith grew just as excited. I thought it was pretty clever, to be honest, said Luttrell. Leach then handed the script to Smith and ordered him to execute the plant, which he did to perfection. He says, I'm going to walk off. I want you to stand here for a minute. And I want you to drop it right in front of their coaches over there and just keep jogging. It was kind of exciting. I act like I'm going to tuck this script into the belt of my pants. I let it fall, and I just keep keep jogging as though I thought I still had it. It was killing me not to look back to see if it worked. Off to the side, Leach kept the discarded script within his peripheral vision. To his delight, he watched a Texas student assistant, Casey Horney, that can't be a real name, pick it up. The body language was awesome. It was like watching a a Muttley cartoon, Leach said, referring to a villainous 1960s dog who was sidekicked to Dick Dastardly. That is such a Mike Leach reference. I'll continue. They decided to give the little Muttley snicker and then went up 
up the tunnel. Back in the locker room, a few of the Texas coaches, including Reese, secondary coach Everett Weathers, and Tom Herman, just a grad assistant that season, passed around the script, attempting to determine what to make of it. It was one of those deals where, no, this can't be real, said Withers, now the coach at Texas State. Now fired. Texas State has now since fired a second coach, but we'll continue. But we all kind of thought it was. They ultimately decided not to go to Brown with it. Instead, Reese took the script with him to the press box. That's when I really looked it over and we talked about it a little bit. Everybody really thought it was the real deal. Reese began tweaking his defensive calls to match the script, and it wouldn't take long for that to backfire. I just remember seeing in the huddle of that first drive and kind of giggling, Latrell said. Like, they think they know what we're fixing to do. The second play of the script called for something akin to a double reverse pass. In response, the Longhorns brought Brooks on a nickel blitz with the goal of sacking the Sooners for a big loss. Instead, Leach snuck freshman receiver Antoine Savage behind the linebackers on a shallow crossing route going the other direction to the right. Quarterback Josh Heupel found him so wide open that Savage galloped untouched for a 44-yard touchdown. We thought maybe we just screwed up the verbiage, Herman said. So despite getting torched for a touchdown in two plays, Texas didn't immediately give up on the the script. In turn, its defense only grew more discombobulated. Reese was concerned about all the screens on the decoy script, so he otherwise... When he otherwise would have brought pressure, he sat back, giving Heupel ample time to pick Texas apart. According to Withers, the Longhorns were also so unsettled by all the wrinkles in the script that they hadn't prepared for, such as backs going out for passes out of the backfield. We were so worried that it that if we weren't worried about just doing our job, or I'm sorry, we were just so worried about it that we weren't worried about doing our job, says Withers. It captivated our attention and was probably the reason why they were so effective in the first quarter. When the Sooners went up 17-0 with just 10, just 10 minutes into the game, Reese finally scripted, scrapped the script. I tossed it into the trash can. At that point, you'd think you thought you'd been had. I just got back to basics and started looking at what was really going on and trying to adjust to it. That's all the Longhorns really needed. They dominated the rest of the way, picking up Heifel three times, including once by Brooks. The thing is, you don't want those... The thing you didn't want in those Longhorns just triggering you at full speed without any hesitation, Leach said, because they were pretty overpowering at that point. They indeed overpowered the Sooners to complete Texas' largest comeback in 34 years. Longhorns held them to just one more touchdown, which didn't come until the third quarter after Texas had built a 31-20 lead. When it was all over with, I had a good laugh, Reese said, because it really was a nice ploy and they did a good job of messing us up for a while. I learned a good lesson there. After the game, the Texas assistants were suspicious that Leach had been the one to plant the decoy script, but they weren't positive. I thought, based on his reputation, and I mean that not negatively at all, but it was certainly something he might do, Herman said. I don't know that I ever got confirmation until I talked to somebody who was on the Oklahoma staff, and they adamantly confirmed, oh yeah, that's something he was working on all week. Brooks, meanwhile, said he and his teammates remained mystified as to why their defense had looked so lost in the first quarter. The funny part is I didn't hear about that story until Tom told it about a year ago. The coaches never tipped us off that they'd been found, so we had no idea. It was a brilliant move by Mike Leach. As for Leach, he, he'd never told, never been told the Texas account of the event either. Was Herman there, Leach asked, before being reminded Herman was an assistant? 
after which he perked up. So what did he have to say? I'd never heard their side. What did he say happened? For Herman and the other eight assistants or players in the game who would go on to become future head coaches, it was a valuable reminder of something that seems too good to be true, probably is. Hey, man, they probably shouldn't have been trying to cheat, says Latrell, now the head coach at North Texas, since fired. That's why they got duped. Knowing the fruits of his efforts, Leach obviously doesn't feel any shame, only more pride. Well, Leach said, nobody said you had to pick it up and read it. It's like, listen closer closer in your Sunday school lessons, and it probably wouldn't have come so easily for us. And that's the end of Micah's Read of the Week. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. And until next time, check out Backdoor Cover and stock up on early bird gummies. We will talk to you later. Bye-bye.